Thank you for tuning back into the Walk On Podcast. This is episode seven, and uh, luckily you guys are stuck with just us three today. Uh, Jared and Tommy, what's what's going on, man? Yo, yo. Time is flying. Fresh off the court, straight to the pot. Yeah, Jared's had a busy day today. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of training, got it in the range. You know, that's a that's a healthy day Great range session. I just yeah. have, to, I have to put it out there. I think today was the first day in the amount of time I've been golfing. I had, like, real divots. Wow. My 48, like, yeah, wow. divots I mean, in front of the ball, like, what? I mean, here's a guy that's just working on his craft. Luke. Talk about growth, man. Talk about growth. Talk about growth. And I don't I don't want to sit here and act like, you know, you and me aren't a driving force for this because he wants to yeah. win, you know. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I the, the group chat, I mean, tea, what I've tea, been saying tea in the group time, chat is six, definitely 628, 628 Friday, a.m., be there. Hey, when you you've got when we've got Jared sending us videos of of people messing up the, on the golf course, saying it's me, I know I'm rent free. Yeah, so. no, it's the first thing that comes into his mind. But no, we uh we got a good episode planned for you guys today. Uh, we we put out on our our Instagrams like what you guys wanted to talk about, and we got some good topics. Uh, so I'm excited to get into it. You know, just back with us three, it might be a little more natural than uh, some of the other like interview styles have been. But I'm excited. Um, we can get right into it with our man nay he wanted he wanted to us to talk about a few different things uh but the first one we kind of want to jump into is the recruiting process that you know what what ours was like and kind of what the scene is like uh, and i think i kind of want to start with jared because he probably oversees the most recruiting processes out of all of us because obviously we yeah. just have 100 percent um i think there's so many different ways we could you know, talk about this stuff and you could, there's so many avenues. I think the main thing that I would want to portray to anybody that listens to this, whether they play basketball or they play other sports, um, is that when you're recruiting, when you're going through recruiting and when I have kids going through recruiting, it, they have, they forget, they get caught up in like, oh, I, I want to get an offer from this school. I hope this coach comes watch me play and does all this stuff. And the reality is, is like, you're recruiting them as much as they're recruiting you. And I feel like players like shy away from that because they feel like the coaches in this holds this thing over them, like the scholarship and like this level of authority, which they do have because they are going to be your coach if you go there, but like you could get an offer. And this has happened to a million kids, especially now we look at the transfer portal. There's 1800 kids in the transfer portal this year. And like 27, I think it's 27% of them still don't, have homes and so like i don't know what they're doing but it's like i personally think that that comes down to they didn't recruit the school as well as they should have because if you really do your digging and you really go to practice and you really watch like it's pretty easy to tell like and if as long as you're being self-aware like this will fit me this won't fit me and they just look at the name of the school or the level the school's at or they have an AU coach that tells them they need to go there because there's some kind of thing going on behind the scenes. And it's like, go there. And then it's like, wait, this isn't, this isn't make me happy. And so then you're like stuck or you're in the portal and you're dealing with all that. So I think like, that's the big thing that people forget is that you're recruiting them as much as they're recruiting you. Yeah. I, I like what you said there too. Cause I've always, I don't remember who I was talking to recently, but we were talking about recruiting and, and I was saying how much it was, a relationship really that you had to build like it was more or less what the school was and like obviously I was biased coming from someone that didn't get any looks at all really um so I didn't really care what name was coming my way I just I liked anything but like it's so much like for me it was so much about trust like I knew I was taking a risk going to where I was going but I trusted that the coaches were going to put me in a position to allow me to grow into like a potential to actually play and, and flourish there but if if you have people like Jared said, either AU coaches, family, friends, whatever it is that have put these expectations into your mind that maybe something is going to be better than something else without you even knowing or taking a chance on it, then it's hard for you to build those relationships. And I think relationships with your coach and the rest of your team means way more than the location or even the conference or who you're playing against. It, it, all of that is all going to come into how successful you are at the end of the day. And, and yeah, not to like cut Tommy off or anything, but like I can use Luke as a perfect example. It's like, like I did like a ton of stuff like to help. And like, I made so many calls, like 
if I really wanted to, I could have forced like Luke onto schools based on my relationship. Like, and it, he probably would have transferred or he would have not played. So it's like, I knew Ben Tucker and I knew like Jack Murphy who were at the, at NAU. And like, I knew that that would be like, I, again, I recruited them for you as much as I knew that Ben like Tuck and Murph's mentality was going to fit. Like they would like give you a chance. Definitely. As opposed to some of the other schools. All about fit. I mean, I literally don't even know what else I can add on to that because you guys just absolutely hit it out of the park right there. Yeah, well, I kind of wanted to ask you too, Tom, and I know you and me get put in similar situations now with our teams uh, where we get uh, put with recruits that come on visits because, like, I know we both have good relationships with our coaching staff and stuff. So that's another look into recruiting for me because – uh, I mean, I'll let you speak too. I don't want to. I don't want to cut you off at all. But I always like feel like I got to be honest with them. There, like I know that there's always times when people are telling them what they want to hear. But like I said, if I yeah. want a player to really build a relationship, they got to know that it's coming from a place where I care. So if I know this is someone that we want to get, it's got to be honest, and then I'm going to build that relationship. Like here's oh, my facts. number. Like hit me on anything. So I don't know if you have a similar experience. I mean, I'd say this, the most recent one is is our guy Jay. He came on the visit and like I think we all like everybody knew we wanted him to come I mean perfect fit for what we want to do and I just immediately reached out like I mean Jay and I knew each other were but we had never actually met and I remember the coaches were like what do you know about Jay blah 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 I'm like well I've I've known the name for years but I never met the guy but like I could definitely I could definitely help build this relationship to get him here and like you said it's just all about being honest and I feel like I was I feel like I did a good job on his visit helping out showing around like what it was went to dinner went to breakfast and then that was a really fun experience and then obviously now he's here and thank goodness because he's great teammate great guy but I mean it's just it's all about relationships and I mean we've already hit on that but it's the most important part and I like what Jared said about you got you really got to recruit them you really got to know that this is where you want to be and this is where you're going to thrive with the people around you. I think the other thing too is like when you, when you're like, when you get in the recruiting process and kind of just stay on brand, like, and you're not highly touted and you're not like, you're not getting major D one offers or any D one offers at all. Like understanding like what your reality is and what your expectations to be. Cause I think that's where the other thing where people in the recruiting process, they get upset or parents get upset or like all that stuff. It's because like, they're not living in the same reality that like the rest of the college basketball world is living in. It's like, there's, (laughs) there's 340 division one schools. Like if, if you're good enough, like there's very, 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 very few kids that just fall through the cracks. Yeah. Like if you're good enough out of high school, then you'll, someone will find you like the NAUs, the Idaho state, like, bro, Tommy would have never thought of like, I'm going to live in Pocatello for four years. Like (laughs) Pocatello, Idaho, like Flagstaff, like, Oh my God. Like when you were a freshman, sophomore, junior high school, you never thought about that, but like, look at where it is now. And I think that's the problem is that like, if kids were more realistic or parents understood the process better, it's like, okay, if you're not a division one player right now, like you need to go where you can like develop and play and grow into a player that maybe you can't like another, like good example is someone like, like we all like Alec, like Alec Andrews played, like he was, on a, like one of the best high school teams in, that Sacramento's had since I've been around. And like, he wasn't the best player. He was probably wasn't even the second best player by most people's opinion. But like the dude played at Caltech for four years, which was a terrible basketball program when he got there. But like, they got more wins every year. He has like all time, like he has records at the school. And now he's like a super successful person outside of basketball. And is like, the reality is that what kind of experience do you want to have? Exactly. Do you want to be miserable for four years and never play and hate your coach or hate where you're at? Or do you want to go somewhere where you're going to like really enjoy basketball? Cause that's why you're doing this in the first place. Like college basketball is tough. Like people like there was times, even for me personally, it's like, but sometimes being in college made me hate basketball. 
like hundred percent. Like if I didn't love basketball as much as I do, like I probably wouldn't have survived, but like for some reason, I just like, like my love, like pushed me through, but like there's days where you're just like, man, this sucks. Not playing and all that stuff like and losing. Like, so I just think the reality is that like people have to like be more self-aware. I think that's honestly a perfect uh, segue into the second part of the question, which which uh, Nay asked about, which was kind of, you know, the instant gratification that's in the world now, like what people are really striving for. And it's it's I really like how you brought that up, because I tell people all the time that aren't a part of any college sport like you really got to love it like you literally have to eat sleep breathe like this has to be what you want to do the second you roll out of bed or you won't love it and so if you are striving for instant gratification like this signing this contract or whatever it is just one little moment then the second you get over that mountain it's just going to go down like it's going to be like an adrenaline boost and then boom fall off and if you don't love it then then what's going to drive you to continue to go and so i feel like today especially with like social media and all this you know there's a lot of people that strive for the wrong reasons and that's why you get these oh like you think someone's pushing they're going to be successful and then boom they fall off like they reach a certain point that they think is really the end when if you don't actually love you can't drive through it there's just too many people that that do have that love for it where if you get complacent because you got a blue check on Instagram or a mixtape from Baller's Life, you're the guy. You kind of get it, buy into the hype. Not even, not even necessarily that, but things like that. There are people that don't care about that. Strictly just love their sport. This doesn't even have to be basketball. This can be any sport, right? And like once, once, like once the people like that really, they're just kind of like, yeah, like I made it. Like that's when you, that's when you lose it. And that's, I don't know. It's just crazy because like. You really gotta love it to play college, just college sports. Period. Yeah, yeah, and that's I. I don't know. I, I don't want to say that this was a guarantee, but I know now, after what I went through with with probably around Tommy's class, like now my first question to every kid when I go through recruiting and I do like the consulting stuff is like when they bring up schools, like oh I want to play at this school, I want to play at this school, I want to like blah blah. blah. I'm like if basketball wasn't a factor, would you still want to go there? Because you you the asked reason, me that too. Did I, okay. I, I remember, couldn't remember if I asked you that. Well, because you, uh, you asked, there was, there was one training day at Folsom high and it was, it was like me, Grant, Will, Chris, I'm pretty sure it's just us four. You told yeah. us to make a list and bring it to the, to the workout next week yeah. of like what colleges. And then we brought it back and we literally sat there and went through each list. And you asked us if you weren't playing basketball, would you want to be there? Yeah, because the reality is kind of like what Tommy just said <clears throat> is like no matter what sport you play, we just we play basketball. But like no matter what sport you play in college, shit is going to hit the fan at some point yeah, right? in the season, to, like, like, no matter what. And then like, what do you have to fall back on? And if you hate where you live and you hate where the school is, like even simple stuff like this, is what I like kids don't even think about this stuff is like, do you want to live do you want to go to a college town? Do you want to be at a school in an urban city? Do you want to be at a school in the middle of nowhere? Like, like that kind of stuff. Like people don't even give a thought to that stuff. It's like for me and I won't like take too much time, but like I loved Cal State East Bay more than I love UC Santa Barbara. People think I'm crazy for saying that. I think most like, people will. Yeah, I yeah, think I would, but yeah. Shout but out to like, Hayward, I guess. I mean, well, but the, the lifestyle in Santa Barbara wasn't something that I aligned with. Yeah, not for you. And that's totally yeah. understandable. Whereas like being in Hayward, you're like, okay, the city of Hayward sucks, but I'm 15 minutes from Berkeley. I'm 15 minutes from Oakland. I'm 45 minutes from the city. My best friend plays at SF State. So, and I'm yeah. an hour from my house, like where my parents are. So, Goes back to the fit. It's all about yeah, the fit. And that's not just the coaching staff. That's, that's everywhere. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is that like, it's funny because I, I'm not going to like say names, but like someone, I was talking to somebody about this. And they're like, they told me that they've had multiple kids. They're like, oh, do you want to, they asked them, like, do you want to play in college? The kids are like, no, I want to be a YouTube streamer. Like, they're literally playing basketball to, like, do YouTube streams. And, like, not everybody is Marcellus Howard. <laughs> like, yes, like sure. he's on a whole nother level. Like, yeah. like and they're chasing people, greatness. <laughs> bro, Cell so was and is nice at hoop. Like Super. flat out, 
Yeah, flat. he's still like, nice. Like he's still cold. Like I put him up against any other person that streams basketball content. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's like if that's what you're shooting for, like then that's like a fleeting thing because you're just chasing followers or chasing like, you know, unless you have a plan to like turn into a business and things like that. But like 14 year olds and 13 year olds aren't thinking about that. They're just thinking about like what Luke said, what comes with that status and the blue check. And like, that's how they like identify themselves. Yeah. And, and kind of to backtrack a little bit on what you said, I can only speak on basketball, obviously, but you were talking about like shit hits the fan at some point with every sport, probably, but basketball specifically, I know during those winter days when, you know, there's no students on campus, you're the only one there, you got double days, you know, you may have lost a game or two you shouldn't have. Those are the dog days. So like, if you really don't love it, then like, if you're doing like for that example, if you're doing it to become a streamer, like you are going to hate your life. You're really going (laughs) to hate your life. And like, and then take me and Tommy's example, like, if you were to told me I would be in Flagstaff for, for two weeks with no students there, like I'm there with with Nick Maines and Camp Shelton just sitting there in the apartment going to practice every single day, I'm like, bro, what are we going to do? But those were really the most fun days, and that's because of the people, and that's because, like, I really bought into where, where I was at. Yeah. And like, I'm sure you guys can both agree with me on Absolutely. that. Absolutely. That's it, when you really make your lifelong brothers is when it's just y'all. It's snowing. You don't want to go to practice because it's cold. And then oh, you gotta go to practice. You gotta go to practice again at night, even after you had practice in the morning, and then film after. I mean, that's and then and then you finish the day and you're like, dang, like I'm really doing it. Like I really do love this thing because nobody else is gonna be doing this. Yeah. That's and, and that's really what it is. Like that's really what college sports is. That's all that that whole process is what it is. It's not the it's not the Instagram pictures, it's none of that. So like I think that's know. I think the just like to kind of riff back on the instant gratification thing and probably hopefully try to answer Nay's question a little bit better is like, I really think basketball is the most unique in, in the realm of like the social media culture and basketball is like deeply, deeply rooted now in the actual culture of basketball. Like there's people that like didn't play like in college that that have like clout in in the basketball world because of like that instant gratification and like what people are like what people gravitate to I guess yeah and I think like it's it, it's tough to like get around that in basketball it's even now like everybody makes a jokes like like <laughs> Keisha sent me a video like there was uh, some NBA dudes in Houston playing overrun. There was a dude running around with a with a megaphone. Yeah. <laughs> and it was being filmed like like why like like why like that never happened. I mean, I'm old. So but like, <laughs> bro, like the the grad, like, why do we need like, why does it need to be that way? And I think it's just that's how people associate or that's how people identify. And I think that the instant gratification of me getting posted at some open gen, open run with some NBA players and me getting some buckets, like regardless if I got fried and lost every game I played, if I got those three or four clips of me scoring on Patrick Beverly or Devin Booker or, you know, someone like that and people hyping me, like, I feel like I had a good day. And that's like what's wrong with the whole, like the whole setup, I guess. Yeah. And even to hit on like, not only is there instant gratification with the social media and all that, but like when you talk about like higher level guys, like there's that instant gratification when you pick up your first power five offer, like, are you going to continue to work on your craft where all the other, probably all the other top 15 guys in the country are, and you get that first offer. Are you just going to settle? be like, yeah, I got this offer. I made it. I'm going to go there and get my money or I'm going to work harder and I'm going to, I'm going to get better offer. I'm going to get better type thing like that. I think that's another big one that, happens all the time yeah it's got to be a platform like an avenue for the next step exactly yeah i think i think we kind of hammered that one um so we kind of wanted to go to the next thing so someone asked about mental health and sports and we didn't want to really like debbie down this or anything but we wanted to be honest about it and you know talk about it briefly because it is something that's really prevalent right now and and like i know i've spoke about it on not only my social media but just like with people I know and stuff and like it what I was talking about, about two days ago. 
Yeah, exactly. It, it's super. Yeah, we did too. And like, it, it's real. And like, I always talk about, it's just as important as your physical health. If I have a bad ankle, like it, it's going to hurt my game just as much if my head's not in it, if, if I'm not feeling right every single day. And like, it's real. And uh, when I talked about like the dog days and stuff, it, it goes back to like, you got to love it because now you put something like if you're having a mental health problem and like it's really a struggle, if you throw that on top of the dog days, you're really going to hate what you're doing and it might not be healthy. So all of that goes together. You know, what do you think? What I want to know what Tommy and Luke, I want to know what you guys think. What do you think causes like the mental health like breakdown within just the let's just keep it specific, like in the confines of like playing basketball or like college basketball? I guess since like you guys are both in the thick of it, like what do you think is the main culprit? Um, I got an answer, Tom. If you if you, uh, I mean, don't mind. go ahead, Leah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I would say just the pressure of it all. I think uh, you take people that their whole lives have trained at a really high level, and this is not just for basketball, and have put themselves in a position that you know, like we said, you want to use it as a platform to do whatever, whether it's to get a degree from a school or whether it's to use your how you played in college to go to the next level. You put a lot of pressure on yourself, and like I know us three in here can all agree, like we're as competitive as it can get, and so you take all these external pressures that like you're feeding yourself, it, it can become a lot. And I think that's, that's probably the main root of it. And I don't even think that's sport related too. like, you can get it from class. If you got a hard final coming up and you add a sport on top of it, it's all just a lot caving in on you. Yeah. I think you hit that perfectly. And honestly, I'm actually taking a sports psychology class. So I'm actually learning go. a lot about this stuff right now. And it's really interesting. And just that, not even really to, I think Luke, I think Luke answered your question perfectly, Jared, but back to just the mental health thing, like just that mind, that mind body connection is so real. And if you are just, it's so easy to use the dog days of the season as an example, especially being where we went, we, where I go to school and where you went to school, Luke. And I don't know if you guys believe in seasonal depression, but I definitely think it can be a real I thing. I definitely do. I definitely do. Yeah. Like when it gets, when you go to practice, when I leave practice, for practice at 345 and I get out at six and it's pitch black and snowing. Like, I'm like, what, am, what is going on? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, what I was saying, like, if you're, if you're just thinking about like, if you just got negative thoughts going through your head all day long, like that's going to hit you when you get to the court, like it's going to be hard to really perform to your best ability. If you've just been thinking about how much your life sucks all day long, like it's so important to just, we a, a thing in my class this week was positive self-talk. Like it's so important to just, keep those positive th mindset rolling and those thoughts rolling. Like I am good. I'm, I'm great. Like I can do this. It's just another step in the process. Like, and I think that's a really important thing to do, especially during the middle of the season. Second yeah. question. Uh, I wouldn't you, expand on that. If you don't, if you don't okay. mind. No, go ahead. Yeah, uh, because won't. I think, I think Tommy brought up a great question, a uh, great point. And I feel like, you know, everyone always talks about the negatives of uh, mental health, but there's always like, the flip side there's the positives and I think the way I look at it is you know like people think maybe like super deep like depression or anxiety or these these really tough mental health issues but like there's little things like just like slight confidence issues and I know one personally for me it's like as a shooter how am I thinking about a shot before I go into it am I thinking oh I'm knocking this down or I gotta knock this down because those two mindsets are completely different and like I know I read this book called the mind gym and it was talking about it in golf which is pretty applicable to us you know if if there's <laughs> if there's water on a hole, like am I thinking, oh, I'm striping this down the oh. fairway, or I'm or am I thinking I can't hit it in the water? Because the chances yeah, of me yeah. hitting it in the water, so all of that. If it's to the right, it. I'm hitting it in the water. Yeah, see, I told not, you this when we were playing, though. I said you already lost. Like if he's like, man, exactly. I always hit it in the water. You already lost. You already lost. And no, like, I'm and saying I'm saying health. I am gonna hit exactly my mental health. Yes, because then I get mad. And I lost the Kobe one. It's just like it's yeah. the whole. As soon as thing. as soon as that thought creeps into, I can't do this to mess up. You're gonna do it. Hundred yeah. percent. Even like, oh god, yeah. yeah that that applies to literally everything. Bro, teal bin whole whole nine. <laughs> Freaking son of a gun. I can't cuss like how I cuss on the golf course on this, but uh, yeah, family friendly over here. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Right, but my other question, the follow up is. And this, this goes for both of you. Uh, Tommy, I don't know how much you have to say, but I want to know what the split is. And you're just your opinion. Nothing nothing other than just your guys' personal opinion. Does a relationship help or hurt your mental health as an athlete? 
Talk to him, Luke. Um, I think it just depends on the the quality of the relationship. I would, okay, I so would... let me rephrase. Let me rephrase. <laughs> Do you think? Out of all the guys or girls that have relationships in college athletics, what do you think the split in, uh, is that it helps or hurts? Love oh. basketball. Like, what do you think it is? Ah, uh, that's a t- see. So now, so I have. I would. I would honestly think it, it's hard to say. It's actually hard to say. I think it's probably pretty evenly split. If I had to guess, because I think, I think you know, if you do have someone that backs you and it's an easy support staff and someone to lean on and it's, it's some solid that you can always count on. That's the consistency that some people need in their life. And that's going to drive you to go forward. But if you have a, a toxic relationship, then it's just going to be another thing that's weighing on your back. So I don't, I honestly don't know what the split would be. The people that I know and like me personally, like, I feel like it, they're all positive, but I don't. So, okay. so, but I, it's pretty, you know, I keep my circle pretty close. So <laughs> Tommy, what you got, bro? That was like an answer that wasn't an answer. I mean, like, it was an answer. What are you talking about? I don't know the exact number. Oh, you didn't give me the split. So you said 50-50. 50-50, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know that I really have. I can't. I couldn't give you a definitive answer because I don't have. I haven't been in like a serious relationship during the middle of the season to tell you. I don't know. From, from my outside viewer with people around me yeah that's what we want that's a good yeah we can i mean it, like i've it. only seen i've really only seen a distance relationship so it wasn't good toxicity not good for the mental health <laughs> i'm just gonna you, tell you right you now not good for the mental health i'm not no i'm not trying to get anything i just am trying to i'm trying to understand i'm trying to like just pose the question because i think well i'll let tommy finish and i'll tell you what i think no i mean i, I that, that's all i had to say that's all i had to say so I, I can be 100% honest. Like, I was in a relationship, and I had a really good year my senior year. And, like, for the people that probably don't – well, everybody that watches that knows me, I married Amanda, and that was who I was dating, and it's been great. I, I got super lucky, super fortunate. But so my experience was good, even though there was some, like, tough times. Um, I think it's more closer to, like, 70 30 like negative 70 because i think like this is and i'm not saying this because i'm like not anti-relationship or anything like that because obviously i did it but what i think is that when you inject someone else's like well-being that you have to think about i think that it's hard for most people again not everybody hard for most people to handle the pressures that luke talked about and also be able to like be empathetic and care about the other person, especially if they're an athlete too. Yeah. As you say, if they're an athlete, it definitely helps. Yeah. And then on the flip side, even like I had more issues with the relationships of the people that weren't athletes because they didn't understand. I'd agree with that. And I think that that like was something that was really hard on me personally and I think it's hard on people that they don't realize it is like, if you have this goal and like athletics and you work, like Luke said, you work your butt off your whole life to get to this point. Now you have this four year window to like make the most of it. Someone that didn't six year window. Oh yeah. If you're Tommy super and Luke and Luke. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Mine was five. So I guess I'm right there with you guys. Yeah. Um, I think like people that are in that position, they don't realize the amount of like, mental fortitude i guess it would take to like be able to do that because like the the person that's not the athlete they just can't comprehend like what do you mean you're at the gym at 10 a.m or 10 p.m at night you're not at the gym you're lying you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing blah blah blah. like that whole that that whole pressure and situation like i'm working yeah it i can it would wear on someone so i think that a lot of people that are in relationships they don't Real, even realize whether it's good or bad they don't realize like how much that can affect your mental health and then your performance moving forward because you could tell i'm telling you like when i played if dudes were going through it it was easy to tell yes. right at practice like oh they're beef yeah yeah i think it's i think luke hit it perfectly it's really important to have that support system for you right there and then on the flip side it's just like I think it's tough. I think you just it's can't take away from what you're doing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, they, I think it can hurt. I think it, I think it hurts a lot of players in general. Because again, back to 
to tie it all in like the instant gratification, right? What's, what's, what's cooler than the instant gratification of a good looking girl, like feeling you, you know what I mean? Like that's automatic gratification. We see where Jared's head was at back in his day. <laughs> yeah, we know how Jared was feeling like around no, Hayward. But, but I mean, but I mean, Jared like, was strutting around Hayward. Yeah, I'm uh, dating. I'm dating yeah, a volleyball seriously. player. I was going to wrap that up though, because I don't want to ramble too much on this. But like, yeah. there is all that negative. But like, you know, I think on the flip side, mean, if it is, yeah. if it is like in Jared's situation, I would, in my situation, you know, I'm pretty sure Tommy when he, you know, meets the right one in his situation because he's a great guy. <laughs> Are we gonna name drop? You know? We're not name dropping. No, no name drops. Good. I don't. I don't um, but 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 I, what I was gonna say is like, where's Jay Nagel? Oh my god! You know, I was gonna make a point, and now you guys, this is crazy. But basically. <laughs> You know, it's it 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 helps tremendously because I feel like it's it's one less thing you actually have to worry about. You know, 100%. if I'm not on my game, then I know I know she's gonna be on her game, and that's someone that I can lean on to to pick me up when when I need it. So, I think that's the complete flip side. Yeah, agreed, and that's what I'm saying. I wasn't trying to make it a negative thing yeah, yeah. like about okay. relationships. I was just saying that I think that it it does affect people like athletes. It it I think I've seen it affect more negatively than I have positively but like obviously like you know it worked out for me and so i'm i'm not complaining so to switch gears again um there was a question that we've kind of asked a couple of our guests um when they i think it was nay again actually he said uh was there ever a moment or a couple moments or any any game or whatever that we felt like we we knew we were, we were going to be good or we had made it and, and tommy brought up a good point he actually wanted to see if jared had any moments about both Tommy and I that he felt like we were going to be good to Jared take the floor. So I'll go, I'll go Tommy's first because it was more recent. Um, I'm not, my timeline's probably going to be off, but yeah, I just remember. Um, and Tommy kind of talked about this first episode. I started training Tommy when he was a freshman, he came to these groups that I did these big groups. Um, and it was like a collection of kids. They were kind of all around the same age. It was a lot of freshmen, and then some kids are a little older, maybe one or two kids are a little younger. So Tommy kind of like did that for ah, probably a year. And then, yeah. then I think the summer came and and I, uh, and I Luke and them came home. And then I started throwing Tommy in there. And like Tommy was holding his own and doing his thing. But I remember one specific day. I can even tell – I can remember specifically what court it was on. It was that's four <laughs> courts. You walk in, it was the first court to the right um, going towards uh. the weight room. Yeah. And it was Luke and them were gone, but I had a bunch of high school kids. I think Owen was there, uh, Luke's little brother, because you guys were all the same age. And there was like some other kids I can't remember, but like I remember specifically because it was the winter time because Matt uh, was home. Oh, uh, the boy. Yeah. yeah so uh, one of the guys I trained, um, Matt Donlin, he plays in Australia. Uh, he like led the NBL one in scoring, three pointers made, three point percentage. Like he's six, seven with a clip. Easy jumper. Yeah, with a clip, and he jumps 40 inches in the air. He shoots. So you literally, like, Matt is the person that when you play ones, he can't dribble. And so he literally just <laughs> throws, the, he throws the ball to the left side, runs to it, and then just elevates. And you and he shoots from, like, over here. So, like, you literally can't get to the ball. He doesn't see your hand. He literally yeah. doesn't see your hand. So, anyways, Tommy was, I think, a junior, maybe a junior. He had to be – you weren't a senior yet because you nah. weren't really – like. I think it maybe it was like between soft. It was probably uh, it had to be junior year because you're playing varsity. Yeah. And I was telling Matt, I was like, I'm gonna have this kid come and work out. And then there was other good kids. I think I had a couple older kids at the workout, but Luke and them were gone. Yeah. Maybe Will was the actually Will was there because he was at FLC. I think yeah. Will it was been like there, Will, yeah. Will GB. Yeah. So there was like couple, yeah. Anyways, so we do our workout and then we play ones. We were playing four dribbles from half court, and Tommy went five zero. And like it wasn't the way he went, it wasn't that he went 5-0, it was the way he went 5-0. And it was like real, like real in my bag, like real ass moves against real college, like professional players that were really trying to stop him. And I think the last one was like a it was like a bulldog stop on Matt mm. from like like two feet behind, like wow. line. and I was like I said game and I started talking so much. It was Jerry's favorite <laughs> like, thing to do. Crazy. Nice. Yeah. When, when the young boy gets when the, the young win, boy comes through. Yeah, gets the win. But like to be honest, like just watching Tommy's maturation from freshman year and 
playing freshman basketball, playing JV basketball, and then like playing, you know, as a junior, like, okay, you might be an okay player. Yeah. But then for me, like, obviously I'm biased towards the skill side, seeing, uh, seeing him do that. It's just like the way he did it, it was so cerebral and so easy. I was like, Oh, this dude's going to, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Like he's going to really like, he's going to love good. that. Um, for Luke, Luke's, I have so many, uh, for people I don't know, like Luke was the first guy I ever trained. So, um, but the one I will give that I did, did kind of have, I still have the film, the video actually. Um, I might be thinking of the same moment. I don't know. I don't think you're ready for this one. It, one night it was really late and I, back then I was, I was training in Folsom a lot and I had access to a lot of different schools and I, I had like some time. And I asked Luke and Will Fitzpatrick, who's been a guest, asked them if they want to come work out. It was like 8.30 at night. I was at, we were at freaking Sandra J. Gallardo Elementary School. <laughs> and, and I was like, and like, they were, you guys were probably juniors in high school. We might have been maybe, younger, but I think Maybe so. sophomore. Yeah. No. Yeah. I don't remember. Anyways, it was your sophomore, junior year. And we were working on like ball screen reads and things like that. And like they had never done it before to that extent. And that's why I just asked Luke and Will to go. Um, and like just the way that Luke like figured out the reads and like I was playing defense and back then I can move a little bit like the way he was making the reads and the way that he was making the shots that like I was semi contesting, but not like fully contesting. I was like, Oh, like he might be able to like play guard in college and then at the end of the workout, and I, I can admit this, so I was like, let's let's do like let's do a shoot some shooting competitions. And we were at this school so small, but like we just like we were hitting like okay, we never shoot normal threes because that's just like layups, but like okay, we'll shoot like some deep threes. And like I think I won one, I was talking crazy, and then like and then Lucas was talking back and Will was talking. I was like, all right, let's back up. I think we got to the point where we were on the opposite free throw line, yeah, the opposite three-point line. And this dude, re- like, reeled off, like, five. the game was the five. You make one, you get a point. This dude made five in a row. <laughs> and I was so mad, Tommy. I was I so mad. Because, like, it. I think I had I three. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think I had three or two. But, like, you know, every time he just hit, and you know how it is when Luke shot, like, hits yeah. the net. Or the or the, yeah, or like it makes this loud noise. Yeah, and like it like almost snaps the net up like every time it hits. So like, I was just building my frustration. So then I started missing. It was like bang <laughs> bang, bang bang bang. That, there's the mental like, health. Yeah. There's the mental so health. I, I remember I got in my car and I was like, I just effing lost these little kids. <laughs> <laughs> but then, but I was mad. But then I was like, I really thought about. I was like bro this dude was really just cashing from like 35 feet and he's, yeah, he's like really nice he can't he can't even get 145 35 pounds off the bar yeah no, or off the rack that's when i was still a kid for real yeah like jay nagel had this one liner today just an absolute ak-47 for a right arm yeah just a burner yeah jay's is like lasers he shoots lasers at the back yeah, of the rim and his just go they go <laughs> and they go straight down yeah straight down <laughs> straight down so they just don't even make a noise like the net barely moves but so those are like just two moments obviously we'll share more as time goes on but like those are two different times that are very like random but like i remember them specifically in my head because the the confidence that it gave me in you guys that like okay one i'm doing something right and two like these dudes are going to be really good yeah and so that was always those moments are special for me. Um, those are great. I just all thanks to you too, man. You know, yeah. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't even say I remember the that moment of mine, but you know, it was probably awesome. Yeah, it's just <laughs> I remember because Matt, like in yours, Tommy, Matt was just wrecking you guys. He was just, yeah, like, of course, like he's just like you guys can't do anything. But then, like the one game, like it was just like bang, 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 bang. I probably had a step through in there. Yeah, I so yeah, probably. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so those are just two great moments. Yeah, those are great. And KI yeah. Hoops history. 
It's funny too because like I I remember the workout and like but kind of what Tommy was saying. I don't. I would never have like pinpointed that as like a moment for me. Yeah. Like, and and but from your perspective as our trainer and like helping us grow, like that's a milestone that you were like you will always remember. So I feel like that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Oh so. no, I thought you were gonna talk about. Uh, it was like one of our. <laughs> it was like one of the last times we were we were at twenty four. And we were working on Hesley pull-ups. And, like, I did, like, two mm-hmm. or three right. And you got so excited. You pulled your phone out. I was like, wait, what are you doing? You're like, you started <laughs> filming me. I thought I was, like, eighth grade. I had to be. It was yeah, so I don't funny, have those though. anymore. Yeah. <sighs> I was like, Jared's filming me? I was like, oh, my God. I did it right. I made it. I made it. I made it. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, those are probably though. the days when I was training the talents, training your high school teams. Yeah, you had everyone in there. Yeah. That was that was when we still did privates, so. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. No, so to continue this hodgepodge of an episode, we're gonna completely switch again. We're gonna talk about our fantasy football. Now, this is this yes. is something that I take I take a lot of pride in. Uh, I know Tommy does, I know Jared does as well. Um, two time returning fantasy champion. You know, I'm going for the three peat this year. Shout out to the PEDs, you know, they're gonna get a lot of boys. shout outs on this this little the segment boys. right here. Um, but we kind of wanna go through like a couple players on our teams that we think are gonna gonna be good now me and tommy are in one league together and then i know we each have another one and then jared i think you said you're in a couple right i got roped into two leagues one of them is like i mean i love al to death but it's like 12 team i'm just not i'm just not built for 12 team here's the thing though the 12 team that's the one that i helped you out with you were so down about your team i'm i like it i honestly like it and you sent it to tommy the other day and let's see I'll, i'll run it nah i don't know man i just like well and okay to preface this is my first time playing in a half PPR league, and I already don't like it. Yeah, it's a little hmm. different. So, like, it just changes the dynamic. I got I got Joe Burrow, uh, yeah. DeAndre Swift, Rashad Penny, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Travis Kelsey, Michael Thomas. Uh, and then on the bench, I got, like, Chase Edmonds, Trey Lance. I think Trey Lance fell to me. That could be a real, yeah. like, get. Um, if Burrow, you know, Burrow's a safe pick, like Luke said, and, yeah, Trey Lance could come up big. Um, I got Julio Jones back there, so if uh, if you know if Chris Godwin's not ready to go, and you know we all know what Tom does. Yeah, I think that's a great. I think that's a solid squad for a twelve man league. I really do. Yeah, I mean, but some of these dudes, like oh god, the drafting was just. Oh, well, you want to talk about drafting? Yeah, no, I had the sixth pick of eight people in the PEDs league. Bro, that we're talking let's about. talk Shout about out the performance enhancing drugs. I had the sixth pick. Everyone. You want to know who fell to me? Cooper Cup. I just can't wait to hear what people are saying about that. Cooper Cup fell to me at six, and I just want to thank everybody else in that group chat for for doing that because that is just incredible. Yeah, and I was right before Tom. I had the fifth pick, and I told him if if Justin Jefferson you did tell me that beforehand. I told him I felt better about Jefferson than than Cup. So why do you feel better about Jefferson than Cup then? So so. So, oh, here we go. One, I think, I think he's a more talented receiver in terms of just pure raw physical talent. talent. Yeah, physical yeah, okay. talent. I think he's a more talented receiver. You take the system that Cup was in last year, you take the head of that system, and now you put him in Minnesota. Right? Oh, I didn't know that. And, yeah, so you're gonna. Yeah. He is now basically gonna have the same role that Cup had last year. And he's if we're being honest, the ball. Yeah, and this guy, this guy's probably a top three talent in in the NFL. Uh, he's incredible for sure. And and Kirk yeah. Cousins will like throw the ball oh, no yeah. what find him. like Stafford's gonna hand it off some and like trust the defense well, like so, Kirk Cousins yeah. doesn't care I mean well Kirk Kirk is I hey Tommy knows how I feel about Kirk too he that's throws it to their right team there. sometimes Luke is high on Kirk, Kirk Luke is well, very high I wouldn't say that that's a great way to do it but but yeah so I'm high on Jefferson okay um but I was like so you know we already mentioned Carter Mahaney, but this guy, bro, talk about a guy. Oh my god, <laughs> talk about a guy who just Carter who really, is this is a crazy, crazy draft pick. So, so our man Davy goes first, right? And Davy, Davy is known for you know bold play, so he takes CMC at one, which I was that was pretty on brand for Davy. Yeah. Not surprised, you know. Some people were doing that. So Carter was like, "I'm gonna reach here, boys, and take Derrick Henry at two. Now, Carter, <laughs> That's insane. The best running back. That dude, Davey. hey, he must yeah. was he he joined a frat at Chico or what? Carter, which frat you in, bro? <laughs> hey, Derrick Henry. He, he was partying. Henry, he said he's he a great running back. But picking him over the season Jonathan yeah. Taylor just had is so asinine. And to and, and they're gonna like it's he's gonna get the same amount of like 
carries. Like they're gonna force feed him. Crazy. Again. And Henry's oh. coming off an injury. I mean, honestly, I think I heard Carter say it on the Zoom call, Luke. I think he said he didn't realize Taylor no. was available. He just Bro. picked Henry right away. He 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 did. He had no idea. He just blacked out. And- <laughs> he literally just blacked out. And There's only been one pick ahead of him. What if it's not pick? Bro, it blackout. Was so... The key word there is black. <laughs> yeah, three. JT fell to three, and then four. Eckler win, and that's where I fell at five. And you know, I'm usually a running back heavy guy, but I felt like that was, you know, Bro, I was targeting Jefferson. I could and I just... not surpass Big Sky's finest Cooper Cup. I just couldn't do it. You know what the Bro. interesting thing though is like, every time I go run, I go running back heavy. My team looks like boring and i end up doing good but then i if i don't pick up a receiver down the stretch i always get hit i always like end up that's what happened last year i just didn't have the receiver production i loaded the receiver room this year jared i mean we're an eight-man league so everyone's everyone's team is good but i've got cup and then i've got Devontae adams and you know Derek carr is about to be feeding him the ball yeah, I wasn't super high on Devonte. I took, I honestly took in that league the half PPR because everything got jammed, like messed up with what people were doing. I took Travis Kelsey. I could have took Devonte Adams, but I took Travis Kelsey. I was like, okay, if I'm going to dominate one position, yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm a Raiders homer, so I'm going to take Devonte anyway. That's, that's but, fair. Yeah, I, I, I got Derek. I got I got Carr in my other league. He's got a good year incoming. Yeah, I just can't wait for this to be a weekly thing. Talking about talking about the wins and losses. I mean, it's just I will crazy. only be complaining about my losses. That's fine. That's good. It's good. I don't know when Luke and I match up, but man, I'm I'm excited for that I have, one. I have I have Mr. Derrick Henry himself first. first we will we, we will say can we can we can we live stream this pod while the game is going on? Yeah, it's while the like Sunday a, night football like a Monday, game, nor like a Monday, a crucial yeah, Monday. Oh. I will oh, say just, in that league though, the preseason the preseason rankings, I'm sitting strong at number two. With the yeah, sixth no, pick, I I drafted I well. Those, those are crap because I, I don't believe in him either. But it's it's nice, and I'm just I finished second. I don't I believe in him either, but let me tell you, it's nice instant gratification. Okay, so mm, it's a good plug. There we go. And 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 Cam's gonna hate me for bringing this up, but he's been first every year. <laughs> Cam Cam is always great on paper well, from from what I've been told and from last year. So no, he was bro. I'm talking about the bro, waiver man. He doesn't know how to work the waiver wire. No, his his teams are always good. You know, he motivates his teams well. Um, so you know he they does perform. But so I mean, my I wanna, camp's just ready to go, man. Luke Luke is a self proclaimed fantasy guru. Who is the one? Now the drafts are done. So who's the one guy? Any position that you think is going to make your the big big play? That's going to be a, a league determining factor. The big league Whoa. winner. Right. Who's the league winner? I already know he's going to say. I yeah. know. Because I took him in this league and I wanted to running back. He's a running back. Barkley. That's the league winner this year. People are doubting him coming off an injury, you know, two years ago. They, they say suck, the suck, which they, they do. They do suck. That is his backfield in terms of talent. If he's fully healthy, this guy's one of the most talented running backs in the league. They have They're no have to throw. They're gonna be down to go 40 points. They throw to him. He's a PPR god. Do you not remember what he did in 2019? Gotta stay healthy. We'll, we'll just have to wait and see if he stays healthy. If I he think... stays healthy, I'm telling you, he's a top three. Fantasy running back. Okay. I believe you. I can't be mad at that. I really yeah. can't be mad at that. They're still – they're going to suck, though. So, it's like <laughs> they're not going to run. No, it's fine. They're going to be passing a lot. They're going to be behind and they're going to be passing a lot. Yeah, they're going to be – it's going to be two fumble TDs by the quarterback the first half, and it'll be wraps. Well, he's my That's RB2. That's great. My, my RB1 in that league is I went, I went wide receiver heavy. I think has the potential to be a league winner, and and I hate to say it as a Raiders fan, but Javante Williams. I mean, the talent, the talent just pops off the screen. I had him last year as my sleeper. I got him so late, and Melvin Gordon just kept screwing me over. He dude. steals him. He steals oh, the carries, God, and that's so what I'm worried about. But I feel like I feel like Melvin knows. They said that they're not going to split him this year, but they said, but then they resigned him though. I know, I know, but they waited. They waited. But they resigned him. The bottom yeah. line is like they didn't resign him if they weren't going to give him the ball. But my now that he's on my him. team, he needs to. If they were ready to give Javante the, the Derrick Henry treatment, they would have never signed him. That's a fair well, statement. Thing, my, my, my thing about Javante too that that reason why I have him in my other league as my uh, RB two, and I I'm I'm comfortable with that is because if you look at Russell Wilson's running backs in the past that have been successful, like most recently Chris Carson is my example. He he benefits a lot from being the checkdown pass, and I think 
Javante's a better receiving back than Melvin yeah. Gordon. So he's going to get more of those opportunities. So and being a PPR league, yeah, mandatory, you have him. And those, yeah. I think that Denver offense is going to be very good this year. So That AFC yeah. West is going to be an absolute bloodbath. My 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 sleeper guy, I have him, so I'm I, I'm gonna speak it into existence. <laughs> I got Kyler Murray. That's it's a really sleeper though. Yeah, is that a yeah. sleeper? That's a sleeper for me. I mean, he's solid. Like he's he's good, but like I think he's gonna finish top two. He's good until yeah, I'm not mad he comes out and then his stats fall down. I think he's he, gonna he was top my quarterback two. last year, and he just kind of let me down towards the end of the year. Exactly, but I mean, he was great. Right? He was great for, for a majority the first of three. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that like. To win the league, I know, but think about it though. Think about the question that I pose because I know you're all about semantics. Will or I mean, Luke? Wow, wow, yeah. What's up, Fitz? The the like the problem was is what Tommy said. He fell apart at the end. That killed. Yeah. So it's like if he stays, keeps his production like this the whole way, like. That's what you're not expecting that. I'm a right? Kyler fan. I'm a Kyler fan, man. I hope like, he I think he's gonna outplay Josh and Lamar. That's a, well, maybe Lamar. That's, but that's a hot take. Lamar. I like I have that. Lamar in both my leagues. I'm Let's book that. He I, signed, I, I like that. He signed the big deal. He's all good. He's got weapons. We're good to go. I got a lot of family in Arizona. Best receiver suspended. Yeah, that are diehard Cardinals fans. I hope for Kyler six weeks, Lamar. not the last six weeks. <laughs> All that matters oh, is that they're peaking oh. in the fantasy playoffs, Jared. That's, that's right. That's exactly because that's where you get killed. And that's why oh, Justin sweet. Herbert is my QB. That's we'll a great pick. This, yeah, I like that a lot. He he brought me to a championship year one. But no, I'm excited to see how this uh, pans out. And yeah, we'll, we'll update weekly. At, we're recording this on Wednesday. So NFL starts tomorrow night. I'm very excited. Uh, really can't uh, wait to, to go for this repeat. What's the slate tomorrow? Is that Rams? It's, uh, I think that's Rams Bills. Bills, right? Wow, that's a high level Just game. The, just the worst games ever. Oh, that's Thursday. a high level game. That's an incredible. Wow, I got Cooper Cup tomorrow night. I'm excited. Thursday, I am bro, excited. Thursday football games are not good. How can you how can you debate that? It's football. <laughs> it's football. It's the first football game of the year. The first Thursday game can be good. Yeah. Yeah. It was good last but then year. Once they start playing shootout with <laughs> Dallas and Tampa Bay last year. That was a yeah. Wow. Oh. I'm surprised how much of a football guy Luke is. I did not know this. This is a it's shift. More, well, it's, I really wasn't until I started playing fantasy, and I think I just the like one being competitive and two just like the analytics behind it. I like this. It, so. I will say, like I've always loved fantasy, but like this group chat has changed my life on fantasy football. It makes like, it so much better. There is nothing like waking up to a text talking about how they were yelling at their their team. It's just you just can't okay. make this type of stuff up, dude. Tommy, I'm, how many? Tommy, you're the most likable person that I probably know. How many group decks? Do you think you have oh. in your phone? Dude, I could go through it and just list them, but a so lot. What's the best one? I mean, oh, don't hurt Draco's feelings. Here. You don't have to say it. You don't have to answer. It. The surgical summer is just an absolute wonderful group text, but we have lagged off in that group we, chat. That's because it was getting so wild. We had to it was getting yeah. really wild. We I don't really to want to touch out. on that too much. We don't need to touch on that. But boop, ZP, boop. ZP did suggest we talk about the group chat, so I'm glad we're hitting on it. Shout out, yeah. to Shout out to the surgical summer. Yeah, surgical that, yeah. summer. That's hey, all I want to say. The best group chat that... in my phone is definitely performance-enhancing drugs because, yeah, because that chat, Jared, is like it was a fantasy football group chat with a bunch of guys that I didn't know except for Luke, all played at NAU. And then like when we played NAU this year, it was like, like I know all these guys just because of this fantasy football. Like we have a tie. Like it's great. And then you think it would the group chat would fall off, but no. it's freaking it's freaking middle of the summer, and we're still having a night where we're just sending 100, 200, 300 messages for no reason. That's insane. Just like just earlier today, breeze. bro. You guys are talking about top five stuff, and I have eighty messages in a thirty-five minute. There's nothing like when a group session. chat gets rolling. There's just nothing like it. Yeah, it's all right. But I'm glad you said something about five, Jerry, because we're getting into our starting five now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, Before sure. we run out of time here. And, and we really want to throw a curveball your guys' this way. We're going with starting five cereals this week. Yes. I mean, what a hell of an episode. I mean, can what a we, great episode. Like, you, yeah. you, you really cannot anticipate what's coming next. And we're coming yeah. back with you starting five cereals. So, cereals. You know, as and I did, remember, uh, starting five, not top five. Not top five, starting five. There. That's really, really good. I want to start us off. Let's Why? let's get it. I, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. We've been doing whoever won last week, and if I remember, have we been? <laughs> for the win. So, have we been? 
I think yeah, we Tommy, have. didn't you finish last in the walk-on, even though you thought you won? <laughs> Dude, I totally I said I won I the walk-on, right? Let me go check. No, I came last. Nah. Sorry. Right. So, I, I mean, totally you can start, but I just want to put that out there. Whatever. I still have the most wins, so. That's fair. All right. Here so, we go. So, do you want to start, or do I get the honors? I'm going side? last, so. Take the honors, LA. Okay, thank you. I love that. Okay, so I have point guard. You know, we need my floor general. Um, I got Captain Crunch at point I guard. I like it. You know, it's our captain, you know, and, and oh that's a top God. two cereal. The, <laughs> the captain. <laughs> at, at the shooting guard, we need a shooter. We need someone, you know, there's gold at the end of the rainbow. Give me lucky oh charms. At the two. That's a great pick. Yes. So at the three, at the small forward, I need a good two-way player. You know, someone that gets the job done at both fields. Give me Cinnamon Toast Crunch. You know, great okay. cereal and great milk. Two-way player. That is first. Two-way so is really four, good. At the four, we need we need a Tim Duncan type pick here. Something that's gonna be there every single time you go to the grocery store. And it's heart healthy, gonna get the job done. Give me raisin brand at four. Raisin brand. <laughs> wow. Give me raisin brand at four. Talk about a heart healthy meal to So start there now. goes Luke's wow. chance at winning because everyone we has watched the show is under 30. So raisin, raisin brand. People will appreciate that pick. Yeah, Dr. A is going to vote for that, and that's about it. Oh, my it. gosh. Who's so your at center? the five. At the five. You know, I again, I kind of wanted another heart-healthy, sturdy center, but at the same time, I like my fives to be able to catch lobs, you know, make plays, maybe step out, hit a three. Yeah, so Cheerios. give me the honey nut Cheerios. You know, <laughs> it's a heart-healthy of the Cheerios, but then you sprinkle a little honey nut flavor on there, you know. All right, man. I, that's All a right, drop-dead great five. I mean, oh God. that was just – I don't uh, know how I feel about Raisin Brand, but I like the five. I like yeah. five. Bro, so, shout, out, shout out to Judson, by the way. He helped me pick yeah, his five out. That's great. Does he know my, that you put raisin bran in your five? Yeah, he loves to pick. My oh, point man. guard, my point guard, just I'm I'm sticking with the trend here. We got lucky charms at the one. I, God I, damn. I want, I want the lucky, I want the lucky feel. I like I like what they bring as a floor general. The next, we need an athlete. And we need an athlete of the two. And what better than an athlete than frosted flakes? I mean, come on. Tony the Tiger, come on. At the three, <laughs> at the three, you guys might be surprised by this one, but but I saw, I actually saw a box of this with LeBron James on the cover, so we went with Wheaties. We went with Wheaties <laughs> at the three. Frosted Flakes and Wheaties is the same thing. Okay, that's at a the horrible four, take. Charlie. That's a bad take. That is, they're not the same thing at all. At all. One if I said like, if I said Wheaties and then like frosted wheat thins then i could say okay but i'm not gonna say that like at the four at the four uh i went a little different with luke he wanted the he wanted the guy who's gonna be there every day the tim duncan i wanted the crazy the dennis rodman the the psychopath i went cuckoo for cocoa puffs wow. at the four. love that pick at the five i want i want the big two can holding it down in the middle give me fruit loops Hey, you know what? I hope Tommy wins because that's better than Luke's. Yeah, well, that's, I've never expected you to like my list. What you got, Jared? Oh, man. Jared, this I don't is, care this anymore. You guys took all, all, took all my shit. <laughs> this is how, this is how Cam says, felt. I have oatmeal at the this point. This is how Salerno <laughs> felt last episode. Okay. Um, uh. <laughs> there's no confidence in this. Audible, audible, audible. It's not audible. that there's confidence. It's just like my picks will be boring now. Like, all right. all right, I got it. Okay. I get the pity vote. Yeah. I'm switching it up because I'm adaptable. Heard you. Yeah. At the point guard, we need someone that can just be everywhere, be in the shadows, right. you know, okay. get my guys involved. Okay. Let's go with Count Chocula. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> in the shadows. <laughs> No, we didn't. Oh. Out, <laughs> bro. You saw that at the store today, bro. Don't. I've never shooting. had that. I have shooting never two. had that. You got shooting guard. Also, shooting guard. I need a little bit of nice little finger roll. I need a little bit of sauce. I'm gonna go with cinnamon toast crunch. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Nice and smooth. Yeah. Yeah. At the small forward, again, we want someone that can, you know, be a little bit. Uh, how you say? Adaptable. Okay. We're gonna go with crunch berries huh. at the three. Talk small back. forward. What's crunch berries? Am I stupid? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I don't even know what crunch berries are. I'm about to look it up. 
It's it's Captain Crunch. Oh, Captain yeah, Crunch berries. Okay, my like, fault. It's just called Crunch. I have those in the kitchen right now. Yeah, you never you never had oops. Berries. You never you never. No, it's not called that. It's okay, called so Crunch berries. My fault. My fault. My yeah. Fault, my fault. Have you ever had oops all berries when they did that when they just made all the berries oh, no crunch? I'm more of a Captain Crunch guy. See, that's what right, I'm saying. Who's the fool? Who's you, the you need you need both, right? I need someone that's versatile. Good pick. Good pick. Yeah. Okay. At the four, someone that's just real solid. Not so much Tim Duncan, but more like Kevin Garnett. And he's going to, like, you know, anchor the defense and, like, really be a vocal leader out there. I got life at four. God-awful take. Oh, my God. I mean, if I'm not four, running two, away with it this week, I just don't know. Two, two for $4. I'm not going to lie, though. I would love to see a Raisin Brand versus Life matchup. I really – That's a great I like matchup. Those, I like that we have those two at the four. Yeah, bro. Come on, man. At the five, Who's holding it down. Who's in the middle? At the five, like if you gotta get if you gotta get your stomach right, you gotta get the colon right. Gotta get that fiber. We're going frosted mini wheats at the five. Oh, I said wheat thins, huh? It's definitely mini wheats. <laughs> wheat thins. No, you gotta stick with wheat thins. No, I'm crazy for that. <laughs> I didn't even take them, so that's all right. Frosted all right, mini right. wheats Tell at me. the center. I'm gonna like give us our walk on first. Yeah, you go first, walk on. Okay. You're not I gonna got... get my walk on, so I'm not sure. All right, I got underrated. Used to have it a bunch as a kid. Haven't had it in forever. Don't even know that I've seen in the store in a while. Cookie Crisp. Bang. Boring. No. Thank you, Thank you Jared. I'm not a fan of that pick. Uh, Jared, you want to go? Yeah. You want me to take it? No, nah, I got it. All right. The most underrated cereal of all time. Could eat this all day. It's good 10 minutes after you pour the milk in. It's good right when you pour the milk in. It can be crunchy. Minutes. It can be soggy. Give me kicks. Ten minutes after the milk. That's a bad take. These are <laughs> ten, full of bad. Ten takes. minutes is wild. Yeah, cookie crisp was, is great. Nobody talks about cookie crisp. Just I'm eat gonna, cookies, I bro. Really, I was yeah. Just put chips ahoy in some milk, bro. All right, bro. Um, kicks. I was kicks. actually before I get my pick. I was really looking forward to this pick uh, from Jared because. If you guys don't know, Jared eats like a 12-year-old. So, like, I thought his cereal <laughs> knowledge was going to be through the roof. You know, what the, no, the crazy thing is that we don't have cereal in my house because both Amanda and I are addicted to cereal. So, we actually mm, don't have to, like, stay house. away. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely about to have some cereal after this. I'm yeah. Wow. This is great. So, I'll give you a good one to go have um, for walk-on pick. Give me Honey O's. I don't know if you guys know about this one. It's the I know post. About honey Bro, Honey O's go crazy. They might cut your mouth up a little bit if you have too many of them. Yeah, I think it's a terrible know. take, but I know about Honey O's. Those yeah. go stupid. Oh my, the Avdo family, they'll, they'll back so we got, up on this So, we one. got Chips Ahoy and we got oh, okay. Cookie Crisp. Thank you. <laughs> Chips Ahoy. The disrespect so, I, if I don't run away with the starting five this week, I really question. I really <laughs> question our fans' cereal. Bro, you put Wheaties in your shit. <laughs> Wheaties is high level. Hey, Luke, did I not say he was going to be boring with his picks? Did I not say that? No, I mean, you, I mean, it's, I don't know what's boring everything. about Cocoa Puffs, but. Bro, Wheaties is just raisin bran without the raisins. Yeah, come on, dude. So, oh, Wheaties on. is tough. Wheaties and Luke tough. already said Lucky Charms, so you just, I mean. Well, no, if we have repeats, though. If I'm you have Braun on the cover, I'm putting you in my starting five. Okay. 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 But Steph hasn't been on the cover, though, so. Mm-hmm. Real Warrior fan, huh? So you're a Braun guy now. Okay. Is that, we're doing? Is that what we're doing? Wheaties was my three, not my one. I'm excited for this vote. I think I think people are going to. I can't I believe you just really said that, Jared. appreciate it. <laughs> That's going to sit with me for the rest of the night. I literally can't believe you just said you that. You've been pressing a lot of buttons today, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this guy's you, just – talk hey, about a guy who knows how to oh, really stir the pot. Luke used the B word today, so that's all I'm saying. <laughs> you know, with that being said, let's wrap this up. Jared, what kind of golf knowledge do you have for us today, before if, golf if any? Before golf knowledge, I want to give a major shout-out. Nevada women's basketball, avid listeners. Appreciate you guys. Thank you guys. We're excited for uh, you know, got a got a former Wolf Pack coming to you next year. So appreciate you guys. And uh, but if you are golfing, just remember 50 chips a night, right? It will get you right. Yeah, that Boom. Way. 
All I'm saying get is, him. Ever since Jared started saying that, I did get a career low in golf. So I don't know, if wow. I don't know what the correlation is, but and I and, and I don't know. I don't know if you guys saw the video. I sent it to the group chat for Jared to see how clutch I am on the course. Down one oh. in mini golf, needed a big shot, hole in one. TB Woods put it in. It down. Hey, I'm just put saying that like pressure makes diamonds. It's called mini golf. Should tell you that it has no bearing on anything happening. Hey man, of course. Hey man, just make a play. That's all I ask. I'm proud of you, Tom, and I believe in you. You know this was this was a, just an absolute roller coaster of an episode. Can and I make it, another golf statement? Okay, Luke, you will appreciate this. Okay. Good. Yesterday I walked into sport courts. It's a hunt for people that don't know Sacramento. It's 115 outside right now. Yeah, it's crazy. Clearly, not a good time to be outside working on your golf game unless you're like me and you know and you just you know you're different. But I walked into sport courts. On the other half, the Capital Christian golf team was practicing <laughs> on the half court That's with great. the mats down. That's great. Hitting okay. and chipping. I was so ready to. I had my clubs <laughs> in my car. I, I know, yeah. I was going to say, I know Jared's got his gloves in his car. Walks in. Who are we working on today? So I just want to say that. I I just figured you'd appreciate that. That's that great. Cool. No, that's great. But like I was saying, absolute roller coaster of an episode. I mean, probably a little longer than usual, but I, I like I like I every like aspect we I like every aspect we hit on. That was just great. Man, seven episodes through, fellas. We're, we're really doing this thing. So. Yeah. Loving Thank you too. to everybody that's listening. We appreciate you all. The usual thing. This is your favorite walk-ons, and we're walking out. <laughs>